Let's go! Who's up next? Welcome, Internet, to the Xbox Empire podcast, part of the Play Some Video Games network of podcasts. I'm Elaine. Donnie's here. We're going to talk about video games on the Internet. I think we might talk about video games on the try. Internet this week. We're going to try. We don't have your, you don't have an AC exploding. No, but you know what? I didn't even think about this. <laughs> and because we've had the, the, the video issues, I don't think this is the issue. But I am actually recording. Like I'm talking to you right now in the middle of a thunderstorm. It is. Oh, pouring yeah. cats and dogs outside same same is about to be happening over me so if we completely clip out um of the live recording that's the reason i'm still having video problems when we stream i have no idea why i've reinstalled all softwares technology was a mistake we tried different yeah we tried different call things we tried everything it's a thing technology was a mistake i've tested it a million times on my end and it's fine I, it's ghosts in the machine children at um, came by this week i had this cute kid who came by and tried to get me to sign up oh i appreciate a good like salesman I try yeah. to always give them at least some time. Sure. And uh, he just wouldn't let go. He's like, so if you give me your email, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. But he kept trying. He was like, all you have to do is sign up today. You don't have to commit. And I was like, I'm not going to give you my email. And then I started getting like upset because he just kept, he wouldn't let it go. It's like, dude, I- I'm not signing up for your service today. So stop. Get- I have a sign. Um, so here in New Jersey, if you have a no soliciting sign, they're not supposed to knock on your door. Uh, I have a sign anyway? that says, oh yeah, they, yeah, for some reason the Fios guy always does it anyway. Um, <laughs> and the sign specifically says, it's on my mailbox, which is right next to my front door. It says, no soliciting, see dog for details. While the dog is absolutely losing his mind on the other end of the door, <laughs> sounding like a frothing direwolf. And the one lady who came to the door, she was not Fios. She saw the sign after hearing the dog and ran away from my house. I think wow. she just thought I was going to come out with a shotgun. But the Fios dude just stays standing there. I'm like, did you not read the sign? He's like, but I'm like, get off my lawn. Like, I have no patience. The thing that Because I, I have a sign posted. The thing that so. I find really interesting about that is it has to be successful or they wouldn't keep doing it. Like, they do it for a reason. Yes. But I can't I imagine think- that it's successful. Like, in no way, shape, or form would I ever, like, one, would I ever switch services because somebody knocked on my door? Like, that oh, is absolutely not. bizarre. It's mind-blowing. No, it's I like, wouldn't do that. I'm so glad you're here today. Yeah, let's change all of this stuff that I've already done. Like, it's, that's bizarre. I, no. But at, but at the no, same no. time, like, the fact that I would do it so instantly that right. you could just I, show up on your time and I would change my life. I, I don't, but there are people who do that because it, clearly be. what, what they're paying these people who walk neighborhoods yep. is worth it. And it's got to be people, you know, middle-aged, un, like maybe not as technology educated as we are. Like, I know what my options are, right? Sure. I've been a Comcast customer for so long that they bend over backwards for me. I'm not changing. He like, hit me with a, he's like, we will give you one gigabyte download, but we'll give you one gigabyte upload. And I was like, yeah, that's. That's what Fios will do for me. Fios will do that for me, and they will eat my cancellation cost if oh, I really so they wanted do to. Because I, I also, I was like, look, I just switched. Like, I'm gonna have to pay a penalty, and they're like, yeah, that's. No. They'll eat mine. <laughs> they'll eat my. They'll eat my switching cost. But the TV, we use live TV for sports, and it's just better for us through Comcast. Mm. So, 
And also just like they they give me stupid pricing. I've been a customer for like 14 years. <laughs> they don't even I've been you know? a customer with Comcast for the last since we've moved here and we've never had an outage. I've never I've only had one and it was during Hurricane Sandy and really everybody <laughs> was out of everything. The only time I've ever scenario, lost internet so. is when we lost power. Like, yes, like internet correct. like I, I ran a generator. The one time yeah. we lost power, we had a snowstorm without power for a week. I ran a generator and plugged my right. plugged my thing in. We still had internet. Like it was still going. So Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't I've not had I'm like in the one percent of people who have had no problems with Comcast. So Yeah. So I told um, him I was like, hey, you're you're barking up, you get a nice pitch here, but uh no. Chew. Doogie, get <laughs> get off my I love just being able to say get off my lawn. That was my frothing dog is behind me mm. so yeah so yeah this is the podcast where we talk about air conditioners and internet service providers donnie have you been playing video games i play a lot of video games Malay. yay i played um, did you play games you want to talk about first and foremost hopped in the sea of thieves and i met old captain jack oh. Sparrow. how was that how was it that was fun I, I i deployed the sea of thieves uber service as known as <laughs> okay. i okay. legit got on the boat and stood there while he ran around me making things happen. Um, <laughs> that's exactly how that went down. Forward! That's exactly. Like, I, I was him. just like looking around. I was taking photos. I was taking screenshots. I was like, man, this is really pretty. Mo is like sweating. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's clicking all he's these it. buttons. D- uh, Nathan was supposed to join us, but he couldn't make it. And uh, we did the first tale, the tall tale. Okay. And I can report probably what the internet already knows. Apparently... It follows along the Disney ride, like the amusement ride. Interesting. I, wouldn't I mean, know. okay. Never been on I it. I don't know. But yeah. that's what mm. Coach Mo told me. Um, here's the thing. Sea of Thieves is great. Like every time I jump into it, it's beautiful. Mm. I'm always amazed like the beautiful world that they've made. This DLC did not change my mind of about Sea of Thieves at all. Fair enough. Kind of janky. Like they're just Fair like, enough. like we didn't have issues, but like we did have an issue right at the very end where like we finished the mission, but it didn't load. So we just sat there like on the ghost boat for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I was like, are we going somewhere? Or, it's like, part of the ride. Don. Yeah. That's yeah. How, There's stuff works. like that that happens. There are like sure. weird animations that didn't finish and things like that. It's also really just kind of open. There's a lot of interpretation, a lot of environmental storytelling. So like if you're not playing with somebody that knows where to go right. or what to do, it can be, like I can imagine a lot of people just getting lost. There were times where me yeah. and Mo were like just looking around. We're like, "Do you know what to do?" I was like, "I, I don't." We're just like hit, you know pressing buttons against every wall. You know, like old school Zeldaing it, just trying to be like, "What? What happens if I go over here and do this?" Um, so there was some of that, which is not my favorite thing. Um, but the content was good. Captain Jack Sparrow was great. Whoever the voice actor is is really close enough. Um, like you could tell it's not Johnny Depp, but like it's really close. Which I much rather appreciate yeah. than like it's a new character and it's like completely different. I agree with that. I'd rather have close enough. That's the fine. Marvel Avengers thing threw me way off. Yes, that's I, my brain can't do that. It I was almost confused. out from the moment they showed it. I was like, oh no, I really? don't want it. No, like it is really <gasps> off putting. Um, yeah. So this was really yeah. close and uh, it was fun to do that little stuff while we did. I did help. There were several puzzles that I cracked the code on, so I felt like I was helping. I was like, look, I did, I it. did it. We're doing it. <laughs> um, I did it. Now take the boat to the next place. I don't know what to that's do. That's exactly right. Yep. <laughs> Except for that, I'm not doing any of the boating stuff. Uh, I'm scared. What I did is I loaded all the cannons, 
and then fired okay. the ones that coach wasn't currently firing. Okay. So that was my job. Right, like helped. we got into a boat, okay. uh, uh, boat battle and I just was like, I'm going to load them all. So I just ran and load and kept circles until, you know, like until he needed help. And then I started shooting myself and then uh, we did a little battle and we went home and it was, it was cool. It's not cool enough to make me want to play it. I probably don't want to play any of the rest of the DLC. Okay. I'm so it's not, not enough. I haven't changed to... my mind on it at all. It is, you know, it's really nice. So, uh, spoilers. You open the game, you uh-huh. go talk to this pirate. She tells you, oh, by the way, forever. It's like 10 minutes of listening to her tell you this story. And she talks yeah. in riddles and it's so slow. <laughs> and then at the end, they open up like this mountain, right? Like this stream of light goes into the sky. Like this mountain opens okay. and you, you drive into the light. One thing I really appreciated, it takes you completely somewhere else. There are no other oh. players on the map. You oh, so it's not- instant. Like it's you are you. not under any duress. Nobody's taking your boat. You're not okay. being shot at. Like you can go and play the game at your own speed. You've got time to take in the sights. You can figure it out without being. Bothered. I'm all about that. Yeah. Like I'm here for that because that's really what I want out of that game. Is like leave me alone. I just want to go do stuff myself. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I feel that. All right. Well, that's cool. Maybe I'll check that out. Ryan Trufford says not. hashtag air conditioner cast. It's the air. It's the adult cast. We're the grown up cast. Hey, That's we got to set ourselves apart. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's there's Xbox. There's Xbox podcasts that like have Phil Spencer. Then there are like Xbox <laughs> podcasts that have popular influencers and fanboys. Yeah. And there's Xbox podcasts that are like doing it from cars. And then there's oh. Xbox podcasts that are, you know, like have gnomes. And then there's us. We also have gnomes. Yeah. Hashtag you know, it's, it's like a parent cast, Xbox parent cast, <laughs> grown cast. Um, We're so old. Um, okay, so besides Sea of Thieves, you and I both have been playing Scarlet Nexus. I am through phase one. Okay, so I have I not played as much. Oh wow! Because I was going to tell you, I felt like I haven't played a whole lot. I it's well, I just I've been distracted by all the shiny things that I could play on my new TV. Yeah, you are. So I do the thing where I'm just like, hey, I did you see my tweet this. about the black paints? No. So you said you needed dark. Oh, I did. Yes, but I ordered the D brand ones. Oh, never mind that. So I ordered them. So they'll be here next month. I was was just going to send you my extra pair. I appreciate that. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. But yeah, I've been I've been doing the thing where I just cycle through video games to see the shinies. Mm -hmm. So I started Scarlet Nexus. Decided I didn't like the character I chose, and I'm going to go back and rerun the intro with the dude character. Oh, so you chose? I chose the. and I don't like the range stuff. I want I want the melee stuff. That's so why I switch. chose the guy because in the demo yeah. I chose the girl and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Yeah, it's too like slow. So I'm gonna swap, or it's just like stilted. It doesn't have the smoothness that I want. So I'm gonna go back and redo the beginning and swap because that's okay. who I am. But uh, how much have you played then? I'm through phase one. I think I'm almost through phase two. I played it a bit. Here, it's, it's a little weird. So it is weird. <laughs> I, I played I played a bunch of games last week. I sat down to play Scarlet Nexus on Saturday. Wasn't really in the mood. Like I started yeah. to look at it. One of the things about it. All right. So like the game starts off much slower than the demo did. Yes. It takes its sweet time. Yeah. So in. you don't have a lot of powers and you're doing a lot of the same stuff. And I was like, okay, which is fine. That's not like a negative on the game. Just wasn't really what I was. Like I wanted to jump in it. You know, I was like, right. I've right. already had the taste of the demo. So, the other thing about it, though, is that there's a lot of characters, and they all have, it's, like, Japanime names, and it's... Uh, yes. I can keep up with them, but, like, there's a lot of them, and 
the the game almost shotguns you into it because you it's not like you meet one and then you meet another and then a little bit later you meet another like you meet like nine people at once They're right like, here's this person and this person and this person and, and at for I just felt a little overwhelmed at first I was just like God I'm gonna have to try hard I'm gonna have to remember all I don't really want to do it's- this. It's got an anime almost persona e vibe because oh, there is some very... social stuff that's laid over top of that, too. So you do actually feel like you have to keep track of those characters, which I like. I'm very into. It is like, it's very. But it's a lot. It is very. <laughs> so it's Astral Chain with like some persona style. Yep. And Devil May Cry. It's there. Yeah. And, and there's that, some persona like social stuff, is. too. Yeah. It's a lot. The it's Bond anime stuff is pretty on rails. Like you kind of just yeah. do a Bond and it just kind of happens, at least so far. I haven't mm-hmm. had to like try to do bonds. It's more like you just pick and choose. Yeah. The combat is very like Devil May Cry. The levels are very Devil May Cry. It's another thing about it is it has um it's like Tokyo Mirage Sessions in the way where it's similar that it has this big world, but it's not open world. You can't like just right. go freely explore. There's lots of invisible right. walls. You kind of have to stay in your yeah. you know little sector that you've been you know that this has been prepared for you and laid out in front of you. So far, all the levels that I've been playing are very linear, like Devil May Cry. You kind of just run the level, just run in front of you. Um, I like I like that personally because I'm not right now at this point. I wasn't looking for something so overwhelmingly open. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I kind of like mm-hmm. that it's funneling me. I realize how that could be a downside to a lot of people. When I get in moods like this, I need the video game to tell me what to do. I just that. want the game to. To tell, and it does that. It's it is very much like, here's your point. Go to the point, yes. fight the people. Yes. Go to the next point, talk to the people. Go to the next point, fight the people. Um, yes, please. Tell me what to do. <laughs> so far, <laughs> the story at. is okay. I've heard it goes places. I, I haven't so. looked into where I need it needed to go somewhere faster. Yeah, it would be good if it would get out of its own way a little quicker. And uh, it's, it's a just, little obtuse. And um, it does that thing where... I kind of want to make bonds or I crush on certain characters, but like, I can't, Yes, like I, you know, I don't get the option. I'm like, Oh, this yeah. is done, you know, but look, I sound like I'm down on it. I'm not. It's a beautiful game. It's fun. It's beautiful. And it's fun. Gorgeous. I'm having a good time with it. I love the style. Like I told you yes. before, and I say it again, I want a fire Emblem game that looks like this. Like, I agree I just with you. I, the crispness yes. and the sharpness of the visuals. I want all the glowy neon, all the reflections, <laughs> like everything is so shiny. Uh, and did you notice that when you move along the, horizontal axis your character kind of like shadows yep so you kind of get like this yep. specter of the character. i think it's so cool i like that stuff like uh the bayonetta witch time almost yeah effect. like it's yeah. very similar except it doesn't have the slowdown it's just a, a shift i yeah. love that stuff give me all the anime stuff lots that's of visual all flex, lots stuff. of lens flares i mean it's so really good. really nice and it's fun i do like the beat up stuff i once i get more powers i will enjoy- so i've already got the powers that i've got i get the flame power which you get first thing Ooh. And yes. then I did the, uh, I've already beat the second boss where you get to like slow down time, which they work mm-hmm. in a special way, which is really cool. I hope they do more of that. Like more love- conditional boss fights right? where you've got to use the powers together. I imagine that's where this is going. I like that. If they do that, I'd be very pleased. Yeah, that's, I'm a big fan of that. I love the, it's almost Zelda-esque. Yeah, you got to figure, figure out the Yeah, the and you, like, what do they want me to the combat puzzle? What do they want me to do here? Yeah. Love that. Big fan. Big fan. The music is extremely personal. You just got this jazz just so popping the whole time. I mean, you can really tell that they've borrowed a few things from a different, uh, from a couple different yeah. places. And uh, I really like it. I, I, I don't, I don't regret buying it. I intend to keep playing it. I just, I, I was, I guess I wanted, I, I felt like I, uh, the hook was sunk so deep from the demo right. that I expected more of that from the game. And it looks like it's just off to a little slower of a start. 
Yes. I think that that's, it's doing the kind of traditional, almost JRPG thing. You're you know nothing. what I mean? Where it's like, you're lower until than you're something. And you got to yeah. build your I, way up. Yeah. You just have to give it time. And I think that, um, I'm, j- I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to give it time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm yeah, going to, I'm excited about I mean, it. I bought the game. So, yeah. So I'm all in. Yeah. I'm going to keep playing. Yeah. I just didn't I have a know- whole lot of time either. I tried, you know, I was trying to Same. do the Monster Hunter Stories 2 demo. And it's the same thing. I'm just like, it's not enough fast enough that I'm, I'm just like bored. (laughs) The thing with this for me is like, I got this TV and I wanted to like play Ori and the Will of the Wisps. And then, then what happened? So what happened was the LGC one got pushed the 120 Hertz Dolby vision update Mm -hmm. in the last week. And I turned the TV on like two days, three days ago and it, it was live for me. And I'm like, well then. This is what we're doing now. You know what I mean? So I was like cycling through games that would let me fiddle with it. And it's kind of unbelievable. And then I was, I spent today, my lunch break, like calibrating all the inputs, sure. like the colors. And I'm doing the nerd thing. I'm doing the nerd thing. Yeah. Well, thanks I'm like to one you. step away. I messed with mine and I figured out how, why, because I jumped into the beta channel expecting the Dolby Vision and it just never showed up. So I didn't, I honestly just didn't bother with it. And this looks so good. I was right. fine. And then I saw you, and you were like, I've got Dolby Vision. I'm like, I don't have Dolby Vision. Like, what's wrong? You had it forced to 120 hertz, didn't you? I had and it the entire support. console set yeah. on 120, and, and my TV yeah. isn't currently set up for, for that way yet. Right. I don't know if we're going to get the patch or not. But uh, I did have to do that. But I also found out, and I don't know if this affects yours, but um, my NanoCell has AMD FreeSync as an option that you can turn on in addition Mine to- Mine like, has the, it as well. So Mine when I has- turned that on, my Dolby Vision options got automatically disabled. Oh, yes. Yeah, I set the free sync to off. I have G-Sync set to on, but it's conditional. It will only grab it off of a source that's pushing it, um, which is, for me, my PC. But they they pushed the update that gave me 120 hertz Dolby Vision. It also has the game optimizer thing now. So I push a button and this thing comes up from the bottom and I have quick access to like VRR on or off, G-Sync on or off. It's pretty sick. (laughs) I'm pretty excited. Um, The VRR is game changer. I think it is. I've spent the freaking week just like booting games. Mm-hmm. I and the one that you've been playing is the is the next one. Like I want to Doom Eternal just got its patch. And it got I'm its like, patch yesterday. Do you know how big is it? The hot patch is? fire. It's probably huge. It's like seventy gigs. Yeah, that basically just installed like a whole new game. Apparently, it's the new game. So what does this bring? Is this bringing four K sixty? You can do four K sixty with ray tracing. Oh, which is what I oh, put it on, baby. Or you can <laughs> like, do yeah. one twenty. At some unknown resolution. Eh. Or you can do 4K60 with visual effects, but not ray tracing. Okay. Which is what I, I mean, think we were playing to begin with. I think... Did, was it supporting 4K? I think initially? so. I don't know yeah. if it even was. I, I, so hmm. I think it was doing that on on 1X. I think. Uh, I, interesting. I'm sure I, it was dynamic. I, but I know 60 is always dynamic. been a thing. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if it was pushing the full 4K. Ryan says 1800 1800 at 120. at 120. That's pretty damn good, actually. I would do that, I think, just to push 120 to this panel. Well, see, so now I'm, so here's the thing, though. Because my TV has yet to get the patch for Dolby Vision 120, now I'm right. not going to change to 120 again. Until, You're going to leave. Well, how? Because I don't want to keep messing with it. I don't want to keep going back and forth and back and but forth. How many games are supporting Dolby Vision right now, though? It's Not like many. only a f- right, yeah. so you're better off setting the panel to 120 until more games support Dolby Vision. I booted up Gears Five with the Dolby Vision. It mm-hmm. definitely looked what I think I think is a little bit more rich. It can, not yeah, completely, very right. very close to what 
the custom vivid settings that I've been sharing in our Discord for my right. nano cell. <laughs> I found this guy on TV or on YouTube, and he has videos for how to perfectly set every input. So he has like a right. game mode, a movie mode, yep. and he has a vivid mode. And his vivid mode makes the screen. This is why if you, if you follow me on Twitter, at Eat the Hype, and you see these pictures of my TV with these That's really so saturated, vibrant colors. Yeah. It's because of this vivid setting that I have. So what I can tell from my experience with Dolby Vision is that my blacks are darker with Dolby Vision. On a nano cell, that will one hundred percent be true. On my OLED, there's it. It doesn't matter. But for the my, brights for my aren't as bright as my vivid settings. That sort of makes sense because H- because HDR is going to pop those brights. Really and I don't hard. know if it's I have, just like is that just a gears thing? Do I need to boot up like Cyberpunk or it's like maybe. Scarlet Nexus doesn't support Dolby Vision, you know, no. or any of that extra stuff. But and it sucks because that would be a great one to do it on. It is it so support- colorful, Elaine. Does it support HDR? I don't know. I, I don't, don't even think honestly, it pops don't the logo so. on my yeah. TV. I've seen nothing when I turn that game on. It just comes yeah, on. Yeah, me too. It just comes on. And it's very bright. And I mean, I my panel makes everything look amazing. Like, I mean, I'm cheating, right? But like, I the Dolby, for me, if I was living. you. I'm living. That's if I was you, because there's only a few games that support Dolby Vision, I would just keep the 120 on. You think? Because the difference, I think so, because you've already finished Gears 5 and the one or two other games that support it. Yeah. I mean, like, you're, you're not, gonna not get wrong. more benefit. It's like, I'm playing you know? Scarlet anyway. Right. With it Push all. the frame rate. Yeah. And the VRR, you know? I did boot this up Doom Eternal. I oh, restarted good... the thing. Just started playing all over again. This is a kind of hell week for me. We've got an event this yeah. weekend. It's been really rough. So instead of playing Scarlet Nexus and advancing the story and having more to talk about in the podcast, last night I just played like four hours of Doom Eternal. I just Because like, that makes you feel better. Blowing up it's d- like, demons and ripping, and it ripping feels, them apart. It, at the very beginning of the pandemic, right before Doom Eternal came out, I played through all the Doom games and landed on Doom Eternal. And boy, I felt so much better by May. <laughs> Murdered I everything. I think the upgrade, here's the, I haven't played it in a long time. So I, I'm not going to say, like, like I, I imagine Digital Foundry might come out and say everything I'm about to say is wrong. I feel like it's playing much smoother than it did before. Like Abs- it, I it, would assume. It feels faster than I remember it. Mm-hmm. But the ray tracing, I'm not exactly sure I'm really noticing much at, it, at all. That- that game is so grimy. You see, like, a I glimmer almost... off the gun barrel every now and again. Yeah. But it's not like... Like, Watch Dogs Legion has some ray tracing. It's very shiny. I, th- yeah. I feel like I've said this. I've said this many times. Most devs have gotten so good at faking those effects that unless it's a very shiny game that's explicitly put forth, like, Spider-Man yeah, like a, lot a good of example. Water, water or, or glass. Glass, It yeah. has to have water you or glass. And if you a lot of reflective surfaces. There's less of that in hell. There's That's not many of that in Doom. And <laughs> it's, he- it's hell. <laughs> it looked great and it played great. It really did. My wife watched me. She came down. She got home late. She had a voice uh, a voice lesson. She came home late last night and she comes downstairs with her dinner and she sits in the chair next to me. And she looks at me for about two minutes and she sees what's happening on the screen. And she looks at me and she goes, what the hell are you playing? Murder <laughs> Doom Monsters. What? <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, like, it's so like, satisfying. Murder Demon Murder Simulator. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's uh, so good. So I love that game. Cool that it got the patch. I think it's really great. I, I don't know yeah. if I I never beat the campaign. It got super hard. It it is a challenging game. I played through the whole thing on the One X, and I played through a bunch of it on PC. I will go back play it again on this. Maybe See how it maybe it's like a dip. I've got a lot of stuff. Like I left Biomutant, <laughs> and I left oh, I left Judgment to play Biomutant, 
And then I left Biomutant. And like, so I'm already starting to build like a little backlog of like, I've got stuff that I kind of want to go back and play. Yeah. So I don't know if I'll go back to Eternal or not. You got to pick one to settle into, I feel like. I think it's going to be Nexus. Like I'm really. Yeah, me too. I I don't want the the podcast listeners to feel like I'm down on Nexus. I'm not. I'm really excited. Oh, it's good. If you see my videos on Twitter that I've been taking to my screen. So I've got those dream color LED lights behind the TV and my entire wall constantly. It's just like red, blue, yellow, orange. (laughs) That would give me a seizure. It's going bananas. It's going nuts trying to keep up with this game. I have the hue ones that I set and I set themes based on the game that I'm playing. So when I play Assassin's Creed, it's blue, green, like Aurora Borealis colors. When I play Scarlet Nexus, I'll make it red and orange. I took four seconds of video. From a cutscene last night, and I swear my back, my the entire wall of my room changed color like nineteen times. Just- I would have a seat. I can't. <laughs> I, would have a seat. I can't do the uh, the reactive. I have the reactive on my PC with two of the hues that sync to the PC mm-hmm. for the razor stuff, and I played Dead Cells with those, and it's wild. I was like, oh, dude, it's like I'm playing Scarlet Nexus like in a rave. Yeah, that's how it feels. I'm like, yeah, but with but with soft jazz. Sexy rave. All right, guys, just <laughs> relax. Everybody's coming out of quarantine. People got feelings right now. So, so yeah, is that is that the bulk of what you played? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah same. I just did the cycle through all the games thing. And then I played a bunch of Tetris uh, <laughs> because... Did Tetris anyway. Because Tetris effect on the, on the OLED oh, is yeah. mind-bending. Because oh, yeah. the blacks are so black yep. that the colors just... And then I got is like, lost vision? In, I don't think so i have mm. to check um it's a good question i don't i don't even think i would have noticed i was just in a dream state <laughs> you know i i only got this tv dolby vision was a big reason why i got this tv and it was because of cyberpunk oh uh, yes so it's like the, really uh, the yes. game that i'm waiting on i want the next gen awesome version with dolby vision and everything and i want to be treated i want to sit down to my tv and try to play that again I'm curious what they'll do with The Witcher if they'll push some of that stuff into it when they update it. Because they're going to update The Witcher. Witcher. I'm never going back. Oh, I will. I'll go to The Witcher again. But all right. Video games have happened. News is happening. Yeah. (laughs) And it's weird news. Um, Okay. So apparently Konami, (laughs) makers of Pachinko Machines Worldwide, Mm -hmm. has decided Pachinko Machine Properties. And that Metal Gear game. Metal Gear. What was the other As, one that they the, the one that they released? So Metal Gear Survive, like the multi Survive. That was a terrible video game. <laughs> Super bad. I played it. It's so bad. So they announced that they're partnering with Bluebird Team. Sure. On an unannounced project, Bluebird being the folks who did the medium. Correct. Correct. That's right. Yes. Blair Witch. So Layers of Fear. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the medium and the agreement allows Bluebird to quote produce games from existing and new IPs, which Konami owns. There's only one IP that Konami owns that is a horror game, that and that's sense. Silent Hill. So everybody is frothing at this maybe being the closest we've ever gotten to a new Silent Hill game being maybe actually happening. So that's funny at this point because I took to Twitter with some hot takes this morning because a lot of people are not frothing over this. Uh, they're up okay. A lot of people, people are, are frothing. Angry. People are frothing for a Silent Hill. People are displeased, or at least I've seen a mixed bag about this. Um, my feed is less angry than yours. Hmm. Yours is filled with demon murderers, and mine's no. Filled it with wasn't puppy too bad. So I, uh, I follow Colin Moriarty. I support Colin Moriarty. I've podcasted with Colin. Like I like Colin's <laughs> takes, 
Sure. It just so happens that I disagree strongly with Colin's take from this morning. I woke up. This is basically how I woke up. I was in bed and oh, I God. look up and I see that this announcement is here. Now, this announcement comes to me with zero surprise. There were leaks last year that Konami yeah. was fielding offers for a Silent Hill game. And I believe Jeff reported that one game was being pitched from Bloober Team and another game was being pitched from Supermassive. Today, VGC reported that Supermassive game was whatever they just released. Right. Their dark pictures thing that they were kind of <clears throat> pitching it as a Silent Hill thing and yeah. they just didn't get it. Like they just said no. Right. So they released, you know, their own thing. Um, Colin tweeted today that this was terrible moves because uh, Bloober was uh, basically unbecoming. And, and, and I'm paraphrasing, but he was saying anybody in the world would want to work on this. Why them? And interesting because it's been a long time and no one else has made a silent hill game <laughs> so i'm glad that uh, that's what you thought because i was reading I mean, some of the thread and people were like this legendary storied amazing franchise is so much better than them and i'm like y'all okay, play the just, same silent hill franchise that i've played because there's a team silent was great Silent Hill 1, Three. Silent Hill 2. I personal favorite, Silent Hill and Wii, I thought was amazing. I had a blast. Uh, shattered, shattered Memories. So On, good. Great that story. That is the best game. That's the best game in the series. I'm I like so glad you've agreed. Deal. I don't think I've had anybody that's ever agreed with me on shattered, that opinion. Shattered Memories <laughs> is one of the few Wii games I still own a physical. That game is yes! freaking incredible. And yes! if people haven't played that game, I own a physical copy of that game. And I've played 1, 2, 3, and 4, which The Room. Um, and I've played that one. There's uh, also... A lot of really bad Silent Hill games and an Origins terrible, is terrible remastered collection. That's just that awful. remastered collection is broke. I own that. <laughs> uh, the PS3 game was bad, or that era game was not good. Like, look, kids. When most people think about Silent Hill, they think about one, two, three. They're yeah, good they games. They're Silent, ex- and they're great. But the problem is nobody's made those Silent Hill games. Those in were the thirty part of years decades. ago at this point. Yeah, I'm talking so PlayStation every- One, PlayStation Two. Every- you know. What everybody wants is either PT or those games to come back. And I think not, it's the PT it, thing. It's I the was, PT thing that I, everyone's latched on. I was trying I to, I was trying to talk through my thoughts because as somebody I, who loves the medium, who has said on this podcast that the medium is one of my favorite games that I've ever played in Game Pass, like launch yeah. day one of Game Pass, the medium was fantastic. If the medium was turned into a Silent Hill game, like if it was the same thing, it'd be an, an excellent Silent Hill game. It would be better than Most every game that has come after Shattered Memories. Basically, yeah. Fight me. Go it ahead and fight me. It's it's true. The yeah. PSP game was atrociously bad. Everything that came after the Wii Shattered Memories on the Wii has been bad. So to Colin's Don't point, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, he's like, everybody would want to work with this. I'm like, who? No one's wanted to or they would have stepped up. You're going to get Capcom? Like, who? Oh. who better? Who realistically better? Kojima but, Productions, you want to just give him Silent Hill? Because they don't, they don't, they can't afford him. At this so, point, and that I really was what think, I was thinking. I was like, nobody's gonna, you're not gonna split the revenue or pay somebody with real chops, like a real team. Like the only really people, like one, I don't. Has Konami and Capcom like ever worked together like that? Uh, no, and nor do I think they would. Neither do Capcom I. Capcom has a direct competitor to their. The series. other thing they that I was thinking was like Koi Tecmo, like they did Fatal Maybe. Frame. Yeah, but they're making they're remastering a Fatal Frame game. They have things to do. Like if yeah, you yeah, they have at, other things. If you look at horror over the last decade, it's who did um, Until Dawn? Supermassive. What was so supermassive? It's either supermassive, and, and they're dealing the with their 
was, this is my hot take. I'd much rather Bloober Team do this than Supermassive. I actually, based on the Dark Pictures anthology games that have come out to now, I agree with you. If we're basing it on Until Dawn, we might have a discussion. But they have not produced yeah, but something they've followed since Until, Until Dawn. Dawn a few times. It has not been good. Where I Neither, think Bloober Team gets better and better. Every release is better than the one before it. And Silent Hill's kind of janky. And so, like, it's, it, they're, they're busted-ass kind of janky games. That's what there is to love about them. They're not constructed like Resident Evil. They're not constructed like even Until Dawn. So, like, I think... I'm not mad about this. I don't actually think this is a terrible fit. And I think if you look at the history of Silent Hill, you're not... <laughs> you're not going to get PT. I think that Konami has shot that in the foot with how the whole Kojima thing shook out. Nor do they want to share revenue. And that's a shame. I'm not, it's a shame because it could have been amazing. You know I'm not the Kojima fan, but PT was incredible. It was special. It was special. And there's but no guarantee that the final game would have been as special as the anything. demo either. No. There's no telling. It, it could have been bad. It could be actively terrible. It could have been actively <laughs> terrible, but they killed that partnership. That partnership sure. is dead. And, you, and I think everybody, everybody has to let that go. That thing was a time and place Silent Hill moment that you're not getting back. Um, and I wasn't even excited about that. Like, when I first played PT, I had even no idea it was even related to Silent Hill. So, like, that wasn't even a part of it. If they had never unveiled that at the end of PT, we wouldn't be having this if conversation If PT was right just now. PT, we'd be wanting we, PT2 or something. We'd be happy that Bloober was yeah. bringing Silent Hill back. True. That's how I feel about that. If yeah. you bury PT and you say they never unveiled Silent Hills at the end of it, and you look at Silent Hill and Bloober and you say... Oh, they're going to bring that franchise back finally. People would probably be a lot more excited right now. My 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 first impression was that I really hope more people play the medium because I don't think a lot of people have. Colin it's definitely on PS, has. It. Coming yeah. out on PS Five soon. Yep. Yes, yes. Colin definitely hasn't played it. You can tell because I don't think anybody mm-hmm. that would say that would have played the medium. Even if you didn't think it was great, like to say that after playing the medium, I don't think correlates. And I'm a little concerned because for the last. Six or seven months, all the fanboys basically use the medium as ammo as to why Game Pass sucks. You know, they always share the screenshot of its Metacritic and stuff. And like, I sure. hope PlayStation fans... We're still doing that? I hope PlayStation just- fans don't see that and like write off the medium as like a bad Xbox game. Like, I hope they play it because it's good. Here's how I feel about that. I hope that the horror fans outweigh the console I fanboys. Hope so. Yeah. Because horror fans are willing to put up with some jank. We've played the Saw games. <laughs> we've, we've played some busted stuff. And it we found joy in busted horror games. I really games, like you know the medium I mean? a lot more than I liked Resident Evil this year. That's interesting. That's an interesting call. I have not finished the medium, and I need to. Um, but I don't Story's dislike really what Bloober does. Story's really good. I, think- I, was, I was so into the medium. Like, three quarters of the way through, I was like, I can't wait to see where this goes. Like, I was you digging it. I, I hope... I actually kind of hope this is a Silent Hill project, because I would like to see that franchise get brought back by a team that wants to do it. And for me, actually, and I have a point to that, but for me, actually, that's actually what I think I want more from a Silent Hill game. I want it to be, I mean, I want it to be scary and creepy, but I want it to be a great story that goes places. I agree. I want to be enthralled, and I don't want just jump scares. PT was the scariest thing I've ever played. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, that doesn't necessarily make it a great Silent Hill game. It had a story. I think if it was given its due, it yeah. could have had that story. But who knows? But 
I think Shattered Memories, Silent Hills 1, 2, and even 3, like, they put together some compelling stories and weird endings, and it was all there, but, like, there are good stories there, and for <laughs> a very long time afterwards, the Silent Hill games have not been that. Um, now, the, uh, the other thing I was going to do, like, again, this shouldn't be a, uh, a big surprise to you. I saw a lot of people on Twitter, they're like, oh my god, this is happening, but they had uh, Yamaoki, who's a sound guy. He does all the music and everything for Silent Hill. He was on Team Silent. He works at Grasshopper, like No More mm-hmm. Heroes and stuff. He worked on the medium. That was a big yeah. thing for them. They were like, we've got the composer from Silent Hill. Like the moment that happened, you're like, they're totally making Silent Hill game. And I, I hope, I, like I said, I hope they are. And he's going to really be on it. Know. Like that, how crazy is that? Yeah. It's going to be Konami. They're going to have the, their old sound engineer who works at Grasshopper and Bloober team. They're going to make a Silent Hill game together. I hope so. I really hope this happens because I think like, I don't know, like reboot Silent Hill. Let's do it. You know, let's have some fun with it. And storied franchise, storied franchise has been garbage for the last <laughs> X number of iterations. Yeah, like Calm down. Hasn't people. even been in there for, for a while. That was the other thing. I think you're right because there were so many people who are like the legendary franchise. Like that hasn't existed for two decades. <laughs> it's it's like- not been on a console since the, I mean, they, like I said, post shattered memories. Every it's one of those Silent Hill games is bad. Point. They're Can bad. Excited they're bad that games. it's even happening. I w- I'm excited they're bringing it back. I feel bad yeah. for Bloober Team. You should. I. They deserve better. I think than they're. That. They've earned yeah, more. They'll than be that. fine. They're going to show it. They're going to show. They're going to put their money where their mouth is on this. I think they don't care what people on the internet are yapping about. They're going to try to put out a product that they're proud of, and I think that that's every dev is what they try to do. Hopefully, Konami like, gives them the budget to let them really do it. I hope that. I think this could be Silent Hills Resident Evil Seven moment. As in Evils 5 and 6 were not great. And 7 came out and sort of rebooted that franchise and made people like, oh, that's why I loved Resident Evil. I feel like this could be that chance. That makes me so happy. I like. This could be that chance. (laughs) This is their chance. So don't fuck it up, Bloober Team. (laughs) There's no other way to say that. No pressure. Um, We got a question related to this. Uh, Mike says, so the last few Bloober Team games have been timed exclusives for Xbox. Do you think this trend will continue with this partnership? Or will it make it multi-platform day one? I don't see a world in which Konami isn't multi-platform day one. I do too. I, I I had somebody tell me that they were like, this almost makes sure it's on Game Pass. I'm like, I wouldn't be so sure. No, and I wouldn't be so sure. Some folks were saying that like Colin was mad because it wasn't going to be a, an exclusive. You remember the rumor was that Japan Studio was rebooting Zion right. Hill. Well, that right. studio is gone now. So I think there are some PlayStation fans that were hoping an exclusive Silent Hill game was coming. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked to see this game be exclusive to any platform because the way these companies are acting right now, they're just writing checks. So I did remind somebody, yeah. it's like, yeah, like multi-platform makes sense because of Konami, but like all it takes is a big check. I, would, I think if this thing hits right, it would take a really big check. And I think, this it, is a, yeah. This yeah. is a story. This is a storied franchise in a lot of people's brains, even if I, you know, my argument is that it's been bad for the last, you know, two decades. But I, uh, this one, Konami never is, has been one to, you know, like do that. I think they're just going to push it out onto oh, everything they can put it on. I think Konami would absolutely take the biggest check made available to them. Well, the biggest check is going to come from Microsoft, but it's a matter of whether or not yeah. Microsoft wants to put it that money It may not be too. exclusive, but it may launch into Game Pass. Those I are could see things. that happening. Yeah. I could see day one on Game Pass and releasing on everything. Yeah. That's the iteration I see happening. That's that the sense. big check. That yeah, is that a big happen. check. It's a big check. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of big checks, Phil Spencer will move on from the Konami stuff. Phil Spencer was on <laughs> Unlocked 500. I mean, it's a good show. Yeah. I listened to most of it. Um, there were a couple little tidbits for people. Donnie, why don't you run those down for us here? Uh, sure. Definitely go listen to the full show. 
Don't take these. This is not all the news that came out. Yes. Uh, I just took a couple of highlights. Um, you reiterated that Xbox will continue to release special edition hardware and that they want to, but quote, the chip shortage will be with us for a while. So the wait for special edition hardware might be longer than folks. One, I know a lot of people are thinking that we might get Halo boxes. Doesn't sound like it. No, uh, I mean, you'll be lucky to get boxes for Halo. Good point. It's the way it's been right Maybe now. Starfield? And I, you know, that's a 2022. Yeah. The end of the yeah, year. Yeah, I could see that. I could see end of 2022, them shaking the tree on this. One of yeah. my predictions was that we would get a Halo edition themed Elite 3 controller. And I'm really surprised that we don't have that. I think they're holding those controllers another year. Wow. It seems like they are. It seems like they're so up a creek They've just getting hardware out. a Halo themed basic controller. That they will probably do. Yeah, they've got to do say. that. That's got to happen. If they can do Space Jam, they'll do Halo. That's true. That's true. Okay. Good point. We'll get... I just hope it's not stupid. Halo 1. They've been kind of boring in the past for me. I want a Craig controller. That's what I want. <laughs> Screw Chief. Big old design Craig lab. face <laughs> on the controller. Just Craig face. I would buy the hell out of Craig face controller. I you know you would. You're a broken Swappable man. plates, actually. You can go Chief or Craig. Chief on, on the back. Craig on Craig the front. Craig on the front. Yeah. Par- party in the That'd be so front. good. Business in the back. That'd uh, be so good. Apparently, also, Phil is not retiring anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> he said this is a stream job. So, yeah, he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. Look, he's got a sweet gig, and uh, he's probably the most personable person in video games right now. Definitely is. Um, he's also uh, a young man. Um, yes. So I would, ex- yeah, I wouldn't expect, like, you definitely don't leave while you're riding high like this. But I oh. will tell you this. Three years ago, if you had told me the process with him leaving, I would have told you it's disastrous. With the inclusion of Bethesda, I don't look at yeah, it that way fine. anymore. Agree. Like, he could leave if he wanted to. Like, they have enough people, enough faces now. That, and like, the truth? It wouldn't be lost. I would hate to see it happen, but like, you know, it wouldn't be lost. I could see Pete Hines moving into his job almost effortlessly. Yeah. He's got that personality. It's the same personality and you just kind of want to hug him and you're not sure why. Yep. I could see that move happening effortlessly if they had to. Absolutely. You set up. Not Tom Howard. Though. Keep him. <laughs> Todd Howard. Keep him. Keep him in his shiny shoes the hell out. Uh, But yeah, but Hines would be great. Speaking of Howard. Oh, boy. I guess he's talking about elder scrolls 6 now Is yeah he was doing? uh he did an interview with uh oh i forgot i read the ar- i read the original article it's like the view or the viewpoint or something like that and uh anyway yeah he said elder scrolls 6 was in the design phase and he shared that it's using a lot of the same technology as starfield is uh their creation engine too um i don't know why this made news it's everywhere on polygon i don't know why anybody's surprised Kotaku. i don't think yeah, yeah i'm not sure that anybody's surprised but i did see there were a lot of people that were like wait a minute like elder scrolls you know like they they finally got the memo today it's like guys elder scrolls is so far it's gonna away. be a minute yeah it's gonna be a minute so um, far away i like i wouldn't bet now if you were like to give me odds i wouldn't take that it comes out before the end of 2025 i wouldn't make that i was gonna today. say 2024 that was going to be my guess. That's two years soon. after Starfield. They've been working on Starfield um, for so long. And it's true. still not out. <laughs> I, it's true. I want, I mean, who knows? Bethesda's going to do what they want to do. I was thinking 2024 because I would have thought two years between. Maybe three, though. Could be three. They got Avowed. They got Fable. Like I forgot about that. Elder Scrolls is going to be 2025, it's gonna be a I minute, think, kids. at the soonest. Probably I feel like, 2026. Oh, don't say things like Probably. that. Probably. Don't say things. It's like not that. that far. It's like four years from now. 
My children will be almost grown. By Mine will then. be gone. But like in video game Can't. years, do you have any? Idea I know, how, but The Last of Us Two was in development for. Do you know how much ever. gray hair I'm going to have <laughs> like by 2026? I know, I know. In video I game know. years, that's really not that long. It's not. I know. I wish you would stop talking about it. <laughs> it's yeah, like, but you everybody know, Elder up, Scrolls, God. man, they love Elder Scrolls so much. He's got a game coming out that's a massive achievement. So, so just talk about that game they haven't you know? released uh, elder scrolls since skyrim and people are still just frothing for Sky- uh for which elder version scrolls. of skyrim because we've had four thousand right but they're just <laughs> still my so I- still just want when's the next elder scrolls they're special they're special games for a lot of people like yeah. i still remember playing morrowind yeah. you know i'm in my dorm room like i have very very vivid memories of that game so i get it those games get under people's skin um seven asked us a related question what would starfield aka skyrim in space told y'all feel like for you uh which elements of skyrim would you like to see in starfield how would it feel how would you transfer some of the game's mechanics and do you think someone got a laser in the knee this is a great question i've been thinking (laughs) about this since they showed starfield Starfield. so when i think of skyrim the thing that always excites me is it's it's a world that you get lost into agree and i don't know how you do that with space travel like if it's going to take like a long time, the worlds have to be that inviting, and I think you have to be able to get to them quickly. I, I agree with that. Like some I, sort of fast traveler, or you know, if, like yeah. if, if blasting off and getting to the next place is just like a couple of minutes, but like if you've really got to travel, you know, for some time to get to the next planet, like I don't know, or like if you have to gather enough resources to be able to make, like I'm I'm starting to go down like a No Man's Sky type. No I, Man's Sky. Right? I don't like, want that. I hope it's not that. And me too. I. Would rather it be more expedient and let me put myself on worlds that felt very tightly crafted than mm-hmm. have them be generated and procedural and you know, like that. I kind of envision locations in Skyrim, but as different planets. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? That's in my head it. what this looks like. And what it's I want like, is endless amounts of side quests. I want guilds. Yeah. I want factions. I want to yeah. get lost in different worlds and different politics and just go like, that's what made Skyrim special is you go Agree. get lost, get off the beaten path. Don't follow the main quest. Like there's so much world to discover. There's so many people to talk to you when it comes that, to mechanics. What, yes. I just want to care. I just wanted to play like an action game and not fallout. So my biggest issue with fallout is okay. the, the combat mechanics are not for me. I yeah, I'm with you on this. I think I'm with you on this. I'd like it a little bit. Yeah, I kind of like the way Skyrim plays more than Fallout. I don't like the VATS stop and start stuff. I've I liked, liked it at that, the yeah. time. I don't want it back now. I'm good without it now. Um, yeah, the the thing that I'm most compelled by is like the factions and the brotherhoods and the different. Like, I want that stuff, and yeah, I want to feel like I can be just like alien races and stuff like that. Yeah. I hope they're not yeah. zany and cartoony. I hope they're like rounded and. You know, Agreed. realistic and like this whole, like that first thing I keep saying, it gives me such like interstellar vibes, like man ventures into the stars. Like I hope it keeps sure. that even as we explore and find other things. I hope it keeps yeah. that kind of groundedness. It's like I want outer worlds, but like serious. Yeah. yeah not like goofy. Yeah. I want, I want like serious business out of I think worlds, that's my you know thing with Mass Effect. This is just like, this is so crazy and like high fantasy sci-fi stuff it you is know? like it gets a it little is. out for me whereas like in interstellar it's totally the same super mm-hmm. sci-fi and with black holes and shit you're meeting other people in different planets but it's like there's a whole other dimension where you're meeting these creatures that you don't even know like it's the same thing but it keeps its groundedness so it makes it feel right. believable 
I agree. And that's what I, I want from Starfield. That's the only, I was not even excited for Starfield until I saw the trailer, but that's what I took from that trailer. Hopefully yeah. I'm not wrong, but that's what, that's the thing that sticks with me from the trailer is like, oh, this might be like the Apollo 13 thing that I've yeah. always wanted, you know? That's what Skyrim does pretty well. Like it's got its goofy moments, but for the most part, it's pretty serious business with its wackiness. You know yeah. what I mean? So dragons, that's kind of what I want. But in that world, yeah, you were like, it's totally believable, this dragon. Yeah, there's a dragon. It belongs there. I yeah. want believable aliens, if that makes any sense at all. You know yep. what I mean? Like, but that's, I'm with you on that. And that's the stuff from Skyrim that I most want pulled out. Like how we shoot and what the mechanics of that stuff are. I don't care as much about as I do a world that like embeds me and it makes me want to be there. I do that's want what I care about. over the combat. I like that. Fair. That's fair. I, I feel you on that. Mm-hmm. All right. What's Remedy doing, man? Because apparently everything's weird this week. <laughs> Remedy announced that they're doing yet another deal with 505 and that they are, sure. they've got plans for two more games in the Control series. The first being a multiplayer spinoff. Sure. Titled Project Condor. I don't care. The next will be a care. bigger budget control game. Great. Sure. I'm into that. Um, Very I've been, into that. I've been tweeting with Miles uh, Dompier from uh, Windows Central um, ever since E3 because he started posting about uh, I think it was Redfall and how he's so excited. He loves multiplayer, co-op multiplayer. And I was just like, dude, I'm tired. I'm, I, everything is co-op multiplayer. Every game is co-op multiplayer. It's like we don't – it's like I feel like there's so many – I don't know if they're just chasing the money or they're chasing the trends, but like nobody just wants to make single-player games anymore. Like well, everything I, is co-op multiplayer. and Because that stuff – persists and does well you know it makes money and it it streams well people stream it well and i think i get it you know what i mean single player games they don't get streamed often people don't you know they play them and they move on to the next thing i get it yeah i get it i i love them right but you know well as he um, put it he said we've got to get to a place which i give him a lot of credit for he said we've got to get to a place where Co-op doesn't mean sacrificing single player. Both can happen at the same time. I think Far Cry 5 did that very well. Okay, that's fair. I think that's kind of what Remedy is doing here by disjointing them. We'll see. It's like saying, I I hope so. It's like saying, here's the thing that some people want, and then we're also going to do the thing that the other people want. But we're going to separate the products instead of doing what... And Resident Evil has kind of done this. Yeah. Maybe less successfully, but their Reverse stuff has been separate from their campaigns. Yeah. And I don't hate doing that. I kind of like that. I get to pick and choose what I want to engage with this way. Sure. So hmm. um, apparently it's going to be a minute before we see any more oh, of either of, of these projects. Which they're I doing, mean, you know. So I was actually surprised they announced this because they're doing. Um, um, I just lost my train of thought. They're doing Alan Wake. Well, was that confirmed? It's been confirmed. Like, it's highly evidentially rumored. Yeah, but they haven't confirmed. They haven't confirmed it. But they're doing a new Alan Wake and, I believe, a a remaster. Remaster Remaster has, like, quote-unquote leaked. uh, I think it's it's either published or they got seed money from Epic. So Epic's funding this thing. Yes, because it was in their storefront mining and stuff like that. So I think it'll be exclusive to them on PC, and I I 100% believe it'll launch on both consoles. I feel like they're announcing this to distract people from the unannounced thing that everybody oh, knows. Oh, throw them off the trail? On. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I don't think... And also because this is a big deal for this them. This control game you know is I mean? four or five years away. 
Absolutely. So you know what's going to happen in the next two. Like if they're going to do, I one. imagine they'll do the Alan Wake remaster. It'll come out yes. maybe early next year. Because if, if, if it was coming out this year, I think it would have been announced already. I agree with that. So it would probably been be out early next year or summer, which means they'll probably announce the actual new Alan Wake game at the same time. And it'll probably mm-hmm. be out the following year if they're working on it now. Which means and the multiplayer spinoff, then at, the next At the earliest game. would be three years from now, probably yeah. four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, they, they're not ready to talk about Alan Wake yet, and they're ready to talk about this. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like, they, they locked in their money, they locked in their yeah, deal, they and they're like, we're working on it. They know? do have got plenty and of work to do. They, they've made the point during some of these conversations that there's a ton of, like, control is a big universe for them with different stories they can sure. tell. They, so they can just tell a different story. And that's kind of cool. That's like a great concept for a, a world mm-hmm. um, and an interconnected world at that. And they may use Alan Wake to, they bridge the gap a little bit already. They may go one step further with whatever they're working on with Alan Wake if they decide to. So I imagine that's a big point of why they want to do the remasters. I'm very excited for an Alan Wake remaster. I love Alan Wake. So. Me too. I never played Alan Wake. I installed it after playing Control. And then I started hearing these rumors and I was like, it's really I'll wait. good. Um, on backwards compatibility, but it's still old. Yeah, right. I, that's know. it's the thing. It's an old game, and I'm gonna. I might. Like just it looks wait. old, even with the upres. It still looks old. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you want it nice and pretty. I want shiny. Yeah. Give me the shiny. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is. I. This is. I, to me, this is exciting because I really liked Control. So. When I lost my train of thought, I only thing I could think of was flashlight game. Like, <laughs> the flashlight game. That could have been Doom Three. <laughs> <laughs> I like Doom Three. I played it for the like first Doom- time on Switch. I never you played the flashlight. it. Flashlight. You got the flashlight. You didn't have the original where you had to lift the flashlight and then uh, bring up the gun. It was bad. That at sounds launch. miserable. It was awful. It plays was- like a really cool, like a fear. You know, like it plays like a really cool, like horror shooter. I was like, this is kind of cool. It's a survival horror shooter more yeah. than it's a Doom game, which yeah. at the time I wasn't all about. But now, having played it. In the series, I like I like that game more than I used to. And a bad bad final boss. They're all mm. bad. So, we have any other news? I don't think we have any other news this week. No, it's pretty light on news <laughs> overall. I mean, it's post E three. Yeah, should we should all be playing video play, games? Play but Donnie and I are so bad at it. Yeah, play Scarlet Nexus. It's mm-hmm. good. We have questions. We've got questions. We always have questions. Of course. Um, Okay, I'm going to read this one because I love this question. The gnome says, am you gnome? I show up on your doorstep and say, Donnie, it's time to go. Where am I taking you and what are we going to do? I have so many questions. Like this question just begets more questions. Like I don't know any of the parameters behind this. There are no He's just shows up. Oh, you want to know, first of all, how, how I the go anywhere? Like, no, the, I don't know. I think the gnome I- is taking... Am I taking the gnome somewhere or is the the gnome drive? Is he just going with me wherever I go? Like, is the, is the question, Donnie, you are free to do whatever you want. This is what you're doing. Question is the gnome has a plan for you. What do you think the gnome's plan is? Oh, that's terrifying. Right. (laughs) That's why it's fun. (laughs) He can't drive. So get in loser. We're going, we're going somewhere. Uh, where's the gnome going to take you? I was thinking like a distillery to break into all the rum, but like, good, good. and set it on fire. You're keeping within the lore of the gnome. I'm trying. I appreciate that. Like you, you've, you're the writer. You've adopted these universes. I'm thinking like my favorite place to go to lunch, like a fun activity. Uh, Where would you take the gnome? I'm taking the gnome like laser tag. 
or something. Take the gnome to laser tag. He'd be an excellent laser tag partner. He would be drunk (laughs) the whole time. Who smells like rum in here? What if I took the gnome to a strip club? Does that work? That's pretty good. Does he keep the dollar bills under his hat? That would be so odd. Just pulling them out. No, they're not dollar (laughs) bills. He hands out game pass. They're game pass codes. That's exactly right. Just sticks it right. The G string is like, here you go. And then you get thrown out and have the crap beat out of you because the girls do not want Game Pass. They want dollar bills. It's worth its weight in gold. It's worth two or three times what what the currency is on it. This is worth $15 a month. You can sell this for triple the price on eBay right now. Starfield's coming soon. Hold on to it. Yeah, these girls are like, get out. (laughs) He finds the one girl who's wearing the Princess Leia costume. It's like, I got Game Pass. I got, that's, she's There's always one. (laughs) There's always one. <laughs> uh, where, I mean, <laughs> it's really one places. Thanks, gnome. God, boy, jeez. I just. All right, you pick a question. Mine went terrible places. Um, Samfis wants to know. He says, "So we're getting a mini fridge. <laughs> what other Xbox branded appliances should also be offered? Quesadilla presses, shot facts." I want a toaster that puts Game Pass on my toast. That's great answer. I want a toaster that puts Game Pass on my I toast. I would buy the hell out of a Game Pass toaster. And it's connected to the internet. That's so, so every, good, Elaine. Every once in a while, every once in a while, it prints a code for one free month of Game Pass on your toast. That's but you never really know when good. it's going to happen. I don't have a better Sometimes answer than that. <laughs> Toaster's the My answer was going to be like a, an Xbox Soda Stream. That'd be sick. With like an Xbox green. button and you press it and it goes. <sighs> That's yeah. Pretty good. With like LED lights. It doesn't go. It whispers game pass. Same for, <laughs> Come the on. correct answer is an Xbox branded inflatable hot tub. Okay. Yep. With the lights. It's always. It's, see, it's all lights. about the lights. The lights are imperative. Well, the lights are very important. If it doesn't glow green, like this toaster better glow green out the top. Mm-hmm. I'm very into that. Also, I cannot wait till this fridge comes out because I need it. My yeah, children mocked me go right for how here. badly. I'm going to put it probably somewhere in this basement. It's going to go someplace. right behind me. It's got to. Maybe under my desk. Think about it. I, I will no longer have to like make drinks with ice. I can just, <laughs> just pull, pull from the fridge. I, what I really want is for you to pre-make your drink before the podcast and just have only your drink in the fridge. That's it. Just, just the one just, glass uh, and everything. It's glowing just, green. And you're there just, we go. But it has to have a little gnome behind it holding Some it. Some James Spader in energy fridge. right there. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> see i thought this one through um yeah the i would love a game pass toaster though i'd buy that it's good my husband would divorce me in an instant but i would totally buy it so all right let's see what else we got oh god the gnome asked other questions i'm not reading this um all right this one's from mike how much do achievements impact the way you game zero you care no, yeah I turn all the my notifications are off on both consoles so really? I don't know when I get trophies or when I get like even like when people try to pair up with me, like we basically have to be on voice chat because if you send me yes. invites and stuff, like I'm not monitoring. I never see those either because <laughs> I don't like the stuff. It's always popping up and like it, yeah. it sucks. Like when you have a really good uh, either prompt or like a screenshot or something, a stupid thing pops up. So I, I just turn uh, yeah. them off. I don't do that. I leave them on on the Xbox because I really like the sound effect for the rare achievements. I like the little diamond. It makes me feel special. I don't know. Um, I used to chase after certain achievements. I have very vivid memories of uh, like Dead Rising and driving a car around so I could murder 10,000 zombies. 
Like there was a time when I was very, very into chasing certain achievements because really? I thought they were funny. What is yeah, your gamer yeah. score? I don't even know anymore. It's probably low now. It's probably only like sixty or seventy thousand. Well, that's mine. I don't care. So mine's low. Too. I don't care. Mine's somewhere like now. That. Now I like it when the icon pops up because I think some of them are cool. But I'm not married to chasing. I after wish there any were of them more ever. Like, cool achievements and stuff. Yeah, like that. They, it's changed a lot. Like there were, Dead Rising had some really stupid ones. I really enjoyed that game. Um, it used to be an interesting way for me to extend the life of games when I bought less games or when Game Pass wasn't around, where it was like, you know, okay, let me check the list now that I'm done with the game and like stretch it. But now I have all this disposable income and I have all this. It just game feels pass. like chores to me. It it didn't at the time because I just didn't have money to buy new games. You know what I mean? Like back so when I've just never was played a, a game with like a like a goal like that in mind. Like I'm gonna do this ah, until I finish this point. I don't. You know, I, I just, I don't play games that way. I don't, the last game that I got obsessive with it about was Resident Evil 7. I got all 1,000 base points on that game because I was obsessed with that game. Usually and when I there's a game that I really, really love, I might, like I cracked out on my third or fourth playthrough, I cracked out a, a guide for The Last of Us. Okay. Okay. So I just wanted yeah. to have all the collectibles. And it, yeah. and it just yep. made playing it for the fourth time, like, you know, so like, let's do something else this time. But I had already played it two or three times over before I'd ever even ventured down that path. That's and what I didn't do all with- the trophies either. I just did the collectibles ones. That's interesting. That's what happened to like, me with Resident Evil 7. They're like, it was you the same thing. Beat it on Outbreak, you beat it multiplayer. I was like, I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> I, Resident Evil 7, I did. I did. I beat it on easy and then I really loved it. So I beat it on normal. And then. I wanted to see how much more challenging it was. And then I started looking up the list and I was like, yo, all of these are very doable. Um, and it was because I looked up the collectibles. Because the thing about Resident Evil is it unlocks stuff, weapons and stuff. And you beat it certain ways. And you get this really sick bandsaw that you can just mow through everything with. And it's fun. So that one I obsessed about. Other ones, not in a long time. I told you a couple weeks ago, Jack got that, that 10,000 monthly perk. Nice. And I bought him like Jeez. five games for like three bucks that were basically like auto achievements. Yeah. Yeah. I popped the achievements for those too. I was like, I bought it. Might as well. Like, Might as well. There was a there was an avatar game, I think, that you could do that with back in yeah. the three sixty era I that everybody rented. Visual novel. It was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I bought some visual novel that you can basically go into the options and set it to auto run at like super And it would just fast finish. Speed. Yeah, and you just start the story and it just goes nuts. It's funny. But like in super fast speed, the story was bananas. It was like this girl who like shot her parents and like the teddy bear got the gun and shot someone. And it almost made me want to turn. I was like, what is happening? What is happening? <laughs> like this is Hold crazy. on, hold on. Go right? back, go back. Yeah, I was almost interested. <laughs> Not enough to stop, but uh, Jack oh got 9,000 gamer score and he beat his friend Jeez. from across the street. He was so excited. Oh, see- I feel like it's a kid, like it's definitely as I've gotten older, I want to experience more games instead of more of one or two games. That's just the way I've changed. But I will say Resident Evil 7 got its hooks in me really hard, and I got all thousand gamer score on that one. Nice. All right, what you got? Other questions? Uh, Ryan, he, he, he asked this on Twitter earlier. Can you name a few cross-platform games that are glaring omissions from the Xbox library? As always, can't wait to listen to you both on my walk in the morning. Keep up the fantastic work. An interesting question. I think Persona immediately jumps to mind. That's a very Final Fantasy. One it's going to be a lot of Japanese stuff, right? Well, f- yeah, the Final Fantasy games. Some of them are on Xbox. 
Right, but not the ones that people want. Not right the now. ones you care about at this point. Not probably. the Pixar masters. Um, not Final Fantasy Seven. Not we're not we're not doing this. We're not doing this today. Get out. Uh, Persona is a huge. Well, so Persona is interesting because the base JRPGs have never been on an Xbox console, but the arena games have, uh, and they're very good actually for. You know, if you like fighting games, I would say. Well, how could you like a Persona fighting game without playing the actual Persona games? That's so strange. That's part of the problem. And they're both predicated upon actually playing two, three it's and four. It's crazy that Strikers didn't show up. That one blows my mind. Could Well, maybe. Yeah, because they put it on Switch and you couldn't have played P5 on Switch. Right. It's like they were, <sighs> that one... it's like they were exclusively paid not to put it on there. Yeah. 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 So weird. <laughs> I was going to say Fall Guys, but I mean, it's on the way. I mean, Xbox has done a really good job. And trying yes. to fill those gaps. They finally got Dragon Quest. They finally got Yakuza. They're getting Fall Guys. Like They're working on it. Like They're trying. Yeah. I think they're very aware of what they're not getting. I would really love to see the Persona series land itself somewhere else in terms of the RPGs. Not just, you know, like I would love those games to get brought to everything. I would love yeah, to I have think Switch Sony collection. Wants to actively make sure that does not happen. Of course they do. Of course. Yeah, you'd have do. to secure um, Atlas for that. You'd have to buy Sega or something. I guess if you, I think the argument becomes if you write a big enough check. Oh well, yeah, there is a big. You know what I mean? The, I think, their argument is there. But I think Sony is writing a big enough check. You know, like they're writing a and check is, to yes. not publish. In this know? instance, but, but they're on like Persona Four at least is on PC. Yeah, so there. This could happen. And they said <laughs> that they wanted to do more of that, and then nothing has ever come out. Nothing. Of that. I would love Persona Three and Five to end up at least on Steam. Could you imagine? That make me very happy. I would buy the hell out of anything. Like, I have every collector's edition up there. And it's weird because, um, like, Catherine, like, Atlas has games on Xbox. Right. It's not just, That's like, an point. Atlas thing. It is, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to point the finger, but I mean, it really feels like this is a PlayStation. Or maybe they sure just it don't. doesn't happen. Like Final Fantasy Seven. That's, yes. But maybe they just don't want to do the dev to bring them over either. Uh, who knows? You know? Maybe they're so, who knows? I don't yeah, have a Strikers, background. You did the dev for. But that's a different. That's a whole different game, right? But it's way more. That's what I'm saying. Could like argue. If you're doing the if you're doing the port work for Switch, then obviously it wouldn't be that hard to bring it to yeah. to Xbox. Unless it was written to be up. Yeah, that's true. It not bringing that one to Xbox is a glaring omission. Um, I can't really think of know. anything else. Like once they got I... Dragon Quest and Yakuza, it's like yeah, yeah, they don't get Persona, but Xbox gets games that PlayStation didn't get too. Like it works sure. both ways. It's it's mostly Japanese stuff. Like. They're not getting any of like the Sinran Kagura games and stuff like that. Yeah. They got Valkyrie Chronicles, which I was a big fan of. That is interesting, and I'm glad to see them do that. I'm glad to see them get the Dragon Quest stuff. They're working I think on that's it. That's great. Yeah, and I think uh, you know, Atlas it's really being Sega. weirder. Yes, it's really Sega's Sega. playing. I mean, the Yakuza stuff is an excellent addition. Sega and Capcom too. plays nicely with Xbox. It's kind of like that next mm-hmm. tier. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised for like. I mean, well, because it's Blue Team, I guess I'll take that back. Blue Team, they're gonna, it's gonna be on Xbox, but I sure. wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't Blue Team for like a Konami game skipping Xbox because their stuff has been kind of hit or miss for the most part. I, f- I almost feel like they couldn't lose the revenue. I would hope at so. This point. I, at this I point, feel like they need at this point. Those they just games. feel like they're just in it for the most money, so it's like then make it as much as multi as most multi platform as possible. I think that's where I think Metal Gear Survive yeah. <laughs> made that sealed the deal on that. It's just got to go everywhere. Yeah, and they, they don't did have it a with choice. five. You know, it's so like they've they've really come a long yeah. way from that too. So I'm not yeah, super right. worried about that. Yeah, I'm not super worried about that not being everywhere. I think Platinum the interesting thing on Xbox they brought Vanquish and stuff like that. I imagine they'll bring the other stuff. 
Yeah. I so. would love to like I would love to eventually see the Persona games branch out to to PC, even to Switch. Like it's not even just an Xbox thing. I just want those JRPGs to get out there to more people. I really feel like um, it's really Persona. Like that's really the one. It's the big one anyway. Yeah. I'm like thinking through I'm my to feel like, like I've missed something. Basement. Like. I I'm sure that I am, but it's not. There's a lot of PlayStation exclusives that are on PC that are on Xbox, but I'm not shocked by that. That's becoming their new thing. Sure. Uh, And I think that's become Sony's new thing. Like, that's their version Did Until Dawn ever come to PC? No. No? No. But the Dark Pictures anthology, I believe, is out on everything. So that's an interesting one that bridged over. Because they brought every that they brought those to everything. Did Beyond Two Souls come over to Xbox? That's a good question. I don't think so, but it's on PC. And I think, but but Detroit and Beyond are those those are PlayStation published games. I believe that's true. So that's got to be correct. It and Heavy Rain as well. Right, that's got to be it. Uh, that that trilogy of games is all on PC on Steam. You could buy it as a collection, but it never came anywhere else. So I don't know if if those even would count for Ryan's question. They don't to me because it's like the same as like a Ghost of Tsushima situation. Yeah, PlayStation like publishing full exclusive. it. Yeah, they're just they're they're bumping it to Steam because they make more money by doing that, you know. And it's it's actually kind of genius. I've been making that prediction um, for like a year now. I'm fully expecting PlayStation to go PC. Yeah. They're going to play on, PC. but it, I don't. I don't think it'll ever be day and date for them, though. I do. I do. do. I don't I think, think so. That's I, think it'll, I think it'll always be a three to six month delay. I expect that eventually they'll launch their own launcher. Oh, I hope not. I can't. I, you know, here's my thing. Don't think it makes sense to do that. There are two huge juggernauts in the mix. That's software dev that they don't have the juice for. Just cut someone in. Actually, what they should do is cut Epic in and stop playing games because they, they, they no. My impression is that they would always do like a PlayStation Now thing where they let you download yeah. some games and they let you and they start publishing Maybe. some of their stuff there and letting you play Maybe. locally on PC. I just don't I'm I'm conflicted about whether or not they would bother to spend the dev cycles on that stuff. They don't have Microsoft's FU money. Do you know what I mean? They That's don't have that like, I never thought they about don't it have a, that way. Yeah, they don't have a software dev team either. I posted it's not really a, what they do. An article today. They've they've been uh, some indie devs have been calling them out. On some, oh, I saw that. I'm interested to hear. Practices. Interested to hear uh, some podcasts chat about that. Yeah. In the next week or so. Um, I hope that's something that Microsoft continues to do well. People seem to think good things. Don't you like about- it when your company seems to have like really good indie presence? Doesn't it make you feel good? Like you want to support them? I think. Seeing how a large company treats smaller developers is very telling about how they do business. Um, the the better they treat, you know, small devs with small projects, the better you feel about their overall business practices. Now, that's a canary in a coal mine. It could mean nothing. Yeah. But I do like seeing that happen. And to yes. be clear, we're not. Yes. I'm not taking shots at them. This is a couple developers that went on yeah. record. But it sounds sure. like most of their stuff is true. Um, they're not featured indie devs. And I realize that there's a huge difference between a featured indie dev and just a regular yes. independent developer. Um, yes. If you're not making your game exclusive for them, if you're not throwing it into PlayStation Plus, if you're not partnering with, or if they're, or I guess maybe they, according to them, a better way of putting that, is, if they're not partnering with you, then they're kind of just you're just kind of thrown out there. Which sounds it's like, like Steam. That's how it works. And I was going to say it sounds like exactly like what a lot of folks are saying about Nintendo, but uh, it Nintendo sounds does it like too. the PlayStation back end for publishing 
Where, like, Xbox, as I understand, it's basically an open publisher. You can get a console. You can put it in dev mode. Yes. You can develop yes. a game. You can put it out there. You can publish it, even. You just post it, and it's, like, available. Yeah. You know, so it's, a, it's almost very open in that way, even though it's a closed network on a box. Like, it's very open. Um, mm-hmm. The PlayStation stuff doesn't sound like, like, they can't. They can't dictate trophies. They can't dictate sales. They can't. They can't do a lot of things. Very, it's interesting. Hands off. Where even Nintendo, like we see indie developers, uh, just using that, you know, like just basically abusing of, that that yeah, privilege with just hundreds of games being on sale all the time just for visibility reasons. Um, so there, you could. I think you could even make a counter argument that maybe that's a good thing for PlayStation, but. Yes, and there's the circle of life conversation to be had here because there was a time in which Microsoft limited how many patches devs could put out and yep. stuff like that. Like, this is not, to be very clear, Microsoft is not uh, absolved of bad practices. I don't think anybody Do you know is. what I mean? I, I do oh, think... Every, it's cycles. It like I, cycles. I was reading the games industry. That bit. I, saw the, I saw the thread and I retweeted the thread earlier, but I wanted to wait before talking about it because I wanted to see what other people were thinking. I was like, maybe this is just sure. this one dev. And he has a bad experience, but then you see a lot of people come out and they're like, yeah, yeah no, this is the thing. Um, so I think it's just really kind of showing like it feels like PlayStation maybe hasn't caught up with the times a bit. I mean, maybe they're just kind of a little bit behind on that. That's yeah. And I think it's not to say that they won't figure it out. That's you know what, what I mean? Because Microsoft, Microsoft went through the same cycle and yep. kind of figured it out. A lot of people and they didn't realized like Microsoft and they weren't publishing their bad. indies. Yeah. For a long time, there was, was a hard and- time with indies. They were very vocal about, like, I can't patch my game anymore because they won't let me issue another patch. And there was yeah. a lot of that stuff. And I think that Microsoft has sort of changed their tools. Or they weren't how they publishing their this. stuff correctly or pushing the wrong day. And yeah. Or yeah. rejecting stuff that should have passed cert, like, it, yep. uh, over really stupid stuff. So, yep. like, this is a circle. Like, Sony will shake this tree and they'll figure it out. It's unfortunate so. that it's happening. But, yeah. yeah I, I wanted to make sure to bring that up. Microsoft's been through this ringer, too. Oh, At yeah. least they fixed it. Yep. So... I don't know, man. I think that does it this week. Yeah. Good. good show. Yeah. Agility1983. You know. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Says he's loving the stream. Or her. Oh, yeah. Sure Thank presume. you. Thank you. They. I always appreciate it when people listen to this nonsense live when we make <laughs> stripper jokes about the gnome. the gnome. I just, hey, Lane, I have a friend who's like, hey, Lane, what'd you talk about? We in need the an podcast? artist to make this life, make this scene come to life. That we- <laughs> this is how we get booted off Twitter. <laughs> this is how it ends for me. Oh. Not 14 years on Twitter and it ends in a gnome in a strip club. I swear to God. All right. Before we get out of here, let me give a shout out to our on-air producers from Patreon. Thank you folks for supporting us at the uh, on-air level and every other level and the retweets and the Discord messages. <clears throat> you make the world go round and I love all of you. So our on-air producers, Michael Masick, Edwin Callow, Stephen Keller, Nick Creature, Ben Moxham, Nick Fallhaber, Paul Calicote, Kyle Heyman, Evan Tias, Josh Bourbon, RJ Kern, Horsegirl69, Zach Adams, and Joe Wilson. Thank you, folks. The support. Always. If you want to find us on the internet, uh, I'm on the Twitter. I'm on the Bird app. I'm E.T. Dragon, and Donnie is Eat the Hype. And you can... <laughs> you should change yours to Eat the Dragon. Uh, that's you don't want to eat the dragon they're very chewy there's all that muscle and the scales those would guard my video game collection uh. <laughs> it's just hissing on a pile of games all right i think i think we're good man Is i just that had everything? like a like a like a i revisited like smog but instead of gold okay it was just like 
boxes of like 360 games, games just right. like like exactly. a GameStop trash can. You know, he just like <laughs> he raises his head, I, boxes just start pulling. I see the eye. That's like what the no, that's what went through. No pops out of one of the boxes, just drinking rum. Tim <laughs> says he wants your TV. Oh, it's mine. TV's Everybody wants my TV. My husband won't leave the basement. He's like, "What can we watch down here?" I'm like, right? "Get out." <laughs> Get out, I'm rehooking up. Uh, so I rewired my entire setup. I'm not sure if you noticed you in too. the pictures. Uh, oh, I took I it apart. Too. I moved. Did you, you see my Last of Us PlayStation Five? Yeah. Yes. All my stickers. Yes. So yes. I moved it to the right so I could okay. turn it sideways so, so I could see, see all the, the stickers. So I moved all of are. my Xbox stuff to the left, and then what I decided was because uh, I've, I've been in this movie kick lately where I really, really want to watch an awesome movie but i can't mm-hmm. find the movie i don't like just there's like, a movie that i want to watch like i know what i want it's like i want to experience like the lord of the rings again or interstellar uh, again or something big like troy or gladiator okay. i've seen them all like i've seen all of them you know but like that's what i'm craving i want big blockbuster new yeah. special effects epic movie and i just can't find it but i i pulled out I my mean. um before I got this TV, I had a sound bar and a sub, and I pulled it out because, like, I'm just, like, missing, like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I, I just want to go to a movie theater. Like, I'm just yeah. really, really jonesing to, like, go to a movie theater. So, I hooked that I, back up, too. I have mine. I have a surround sound set up still, and I had recently bought a new subwoofer. It was, like, a year or so ago because mine died, and I realized that I turned it up a little too high while we were watching movies down here because it was, like, shaking the yeah. floor. Yeah. Turn that down just a little bit. I bought on Prime Day the Lord of the Rings trilogy in 4K yeah. uh, for 60 bucks. So I'm going to do that on See, this we TV. did that last year, so it feels, like, really current. I've done those. I haven't I've watched done the them Hobbit. in a long time. I've done The Matrix. The There's Matrix. a movie out there. Like, <sighs> Mad Max feels very new. I probably haven't seen it in a couple of years, but like it's still really, really right here. Yeah, vivid. I've been uh, jonesing to rewatch Alien, the first like, the first last, couple Alien movies, Halloween. and also the Terminator. Those are the ones that I haven't watched in a long time. So, yeah. like, my family won't leave the basement now. <laughs> I can't get them out of here so I can play video games because everyone's like, "Let's watch TV." <laughs> everyone's like, "I don't want to watch it on my TV." <laughs> get out. <laughs> Then the dog comes down. And it's like everyone You've in my basement. You've proved the error of, of their ways. They're like, this TV sucks. Now you got to buy four I, more. Yeah, of those my TVs. husband's like, this. Yeah, this sucks. I want the good TV. Well, right? shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's gonna do it. Well, don't worry. I'll report back on TV findings next week. We good, Donnie? We're good. All right, kids. Until next week, play some video games. Peace, folks. <laughs> <laughs>